up with that? Gentlemen, welcome back to the DWI podcast. We kind of got an uh, just an emergency reaction podcast here. I was talking uh, on a DM with my good friend, our everyone's favorite lawyer, Dave Ungar, and like, hey, let's uh, let's lay down some thoughts on what we watched last night. So yes, welcome to DWI 360. I am PC Tunney, and I am joined by the aforementioned man from Attitude of Aggression, Bandwagon Nerds, and everywhere else you can find him at Attitude Ag on the socials. Dave Ungar. Dave, good morning. Good morning, Mr. Tunney. Happy day after Rumble to you, sir. What a day. What a night. I mean, I I put it out there. I, I thought it was one of the best wrestling shows I ever watched. It ended up that way. Like I, you know, uh, Solo Sokoa before he turned, you know, became Solo Sokoa is just normal guy. So we're friends, you know, he's one of these guys you're friends on Facebook with. So, you know, he'll, he posted something today on Facebook that it just said blood out. And I, I said him, you know, a, a comment on his thing. A lot of people did saying, man, that, that segment was really fantastic. I thought like we talked during the rumble that it was very chalk up until, you know, the, everything was okay. The matches were really good, but predictable, yes. Um, and then that segment at the end transformed this event into something truly memorable, which I'm sure we will get into. Let me explain myself, because yes, the women's championship match was shorter than it should have been, and and, and not excellent, right? And good for w- look at look at the Mountain Dew pitch black match like this, guys. If WWE can incorporate sponsors into cool, because it looked cool. I thought it was look cool looking, yeah. and the different spots yeah. they did were kind of cool. I think they could have done better. It could have been a little longer. It could have been a little different, but it would look cool. It was different. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. They did it quick, but look at it this way. If them incorporating sponsors like that into things like that at big events like that, when you get tons of viewership and everything and all the stuff they can do on the ground, too, at the arena with the hundreds of thousands of people that visit through all the fan interaction and the show, that's putting a little bit more money in the pocket of the talent that night, I would I would have to say, because that's going to, you know, I, I would hope so at least. So I try to look at it from a positive point of view, but... The Roman Reigns match was very, very good with Kevin Owens. The after the match with the with the storyline we'll get to is it was was awesome, and I thought those were two of the best rumbles I had ever seen. I thought the way they booked the rumbles and the way the talent performed, I thought it was 
excellent. That's just my opinion, though. That's my. That's why I put it so high in regard. That's why I enjoyed it so much. No, I, I agree that the the matches themselves, even though the the outcome was largely predictable, there wasn't a lot in the way of surprises. Uh, we'll talk about you know the women's stuff, and, and and you know we got one of the surprises right, and we barely even noticed her. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I think I think as far as like match choreography and how they booked the matches and the order of eliminations and things that may or may not have been teased during um, all the matches. Yeah. I thought it was some of the, certainly an upgrade from a year ago. And, and that's, they had to, they had to do something better than last year. Last year was very predictable and not that great. Um, This was a a definite step up. So I agree with you in that respect. All right, we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of the 36th annual Royal Rumble uh, from from last night. You're listening to DWI Podcast with PC Tunney and Dave Ungar right here, ChairShot Radio Network, thechairshot.com. Always use your head and go over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. We'll be right Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Right back. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Welcome back, PC Tunney, Dave Ungar. Follow us at PC Tunney and at Attitude AGG for Mr. Ungar. You can also follow the show at Podcast DWI and on Twitter and Facebook. Make sure you're checking out at Chairshot Media. That's where you're going to find everything that drops on the website, podcasts and articles. A great job by Greg DeMarco coming up with some really cool analysis uh, on the timing of the Royal Rumble. Check that out. Both Rumbles he did. He also kind of gave a running commentary um, of what he was thinking, with kind of like what I do here on um, on uh, uh, Raw React reactions uh, with the with the what and and on Dan plays the I'll be watching you music. But it's pretty good read. Stephen Mitchell as well. If you if you can't watch it and you can only read about it. The guy is phenomenal. One of the best reviewers and storytellers and play-by-play guys uh, that you're going to see when you go to a website. So make sure you're checking all that out at thechairshot.com. Dave, let's talk about the Royal Rumble. Got all that out of the way. Good stuff over there. uh, Staff picks were back as well, so everybody knows how right or wrong we were. (laughs) Um, How do you feel about the men's Royal Rumble opening the show? Like, how did you feel at the time? And now I kind of get it, right? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I, I think when it was happening, I wasn't so sure about it because I think like you'd mentioned during the day when you, we first heard that the men's rumble was opening, that it really kind of 
set the stage. It was like, ah, oh, this has got to be Cody's moment, you know, and, and it kind of detracted away from any possibility. Rock showing up, Austin showing up. There's going to be some big surprise. They're leading off at the men's rumble for some reason. Um, and I think I told you, like, I was out playing golf and, and I got back like I missed like the first 25 people got there in time. But listen, I'm reading the summary listen, and now it's like if I, I need to watch this, if I could have been out playing golf and missed the first that and, and I would have done it too, Dave. But unfortunately, I had to shovel twice um, yesterday. We got about seven inches of snow. Oh, fun so my, my drive, you. my yeah. driveway went from about, you know, yay wide to ye wide because it's so hard to get all that snow off the driveway. But anyway, I, yeah, just kind of like you and, and thank you for hooking me up with, a, you know, to kind of like review what happened until I get a chance to go back and watch that first match. But yeah, from the time I came into it, um, you know, Seth was already in there and, and, you know, and I think from the standpoint of the men's, I think both rumbles, there's an important thing to keep in mind factions and the importance of having a faction and you i'm looking at it you saw judgment day and how they dominated the men's rumble and we saw damage control dominate the women's for a lot of that match so yeah factions are, are becoming more of an end vogue thing but um gunther uh, you know i know cody wins and i get it but man by the end of that cody gunther thing tony i was kind of like really starting to root for gunther to pull this shit out because a Gunther Roman Reigns match is fucking money. Maybe not now. Somewhere down the line, that's money. A Gunther will be a, a world champion in WWE, 100%. And he kind of proved that last night. They said, all right, kid, here you go. Here's a place where you can prove yourself, lose, and come out looking even better um, than winning just a match. He set the record for the longest time in. He, he's been excellent. Why do you think they got the chance to interact with DX? Uh, Raw is 30. Match of the year, possibly last year. You know, you talk about factions and you talk about relationships. Sheamus and McIntyre fucking dominated the large portion of the Royal Rumble. Um, just to kind of go through the little bit of the beginning, Gunther and Sheamus were the first ones out. Miz came out after that. He he was the first one eliminated. He was eliminated by Sheamus. Uh, you'd get Kofi, Johnny Gargano, Xavier. Xavier comes out. Xavier and Kofi do some crazy stuff. Go back and watch the um, Flip Man butt slap. Uh, routine that they did, which was very interesting, um, to say the least, but it made me laugh. Uh, Karrion Cross was out seventh. He got eliminated second. Let's see, Gable was out. Then McIntyre was ninth. So you had all these guys really still in the ring at one point. Then what happens? Brock Lesnar's out at 12. Brock Lesnar gets rid of some of the traffic in the ring, Dave, and, and he looked really good. He did. He, and, and I know, like, um, there was a they teased the Gunther Lesnar showdown that, you know, a lot of us are hoping we get for a moment until Lashley came in and, and got rid of Brock. And, you know, and I'm like watching this, Matt, I haven't watched it, but I'm just reading this, Tony, and just let, what I know at the end of it, I'm like thinking, you know, can we get maybe a Lashley Lesnar Gunther triple threat? I see title match at WrestleMania. Well, you forget that Austin Theory's kind of involved in this storyline as well. Why not? A fatal four-way elimination match. Um, you know, Both titles. You know, well, buy those or no, titles. just or just like a double, yeah, like a double thing. They used to do that, right? Remember when, um, you know, first pinfall here, second pinfall there, which is interesting because you have the potential of a double champ there. I, I don't know. That's that's really. I would love to see. I would love to just see La Lesnar and Lashley. That's fine. 
Um, but it seems like in, involving Gunther or Theory is a real good possibility. I, they, you know, they've done the... I, I can only think of the one way to say this, and we kind of mentioned it coming into the Rumble, all the options that they've had. They've done the exact opposite of painting themselves into a corner. They can pretty much go in any direction with almost everything, and they got a lot of outs, and they're all really good right now. I mean, this is just a, such a good start to the road to WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't know if you watched. Did you watch the uh, press conference yesterday? I caught and, bits uh, and pieces about what happened. I didn't watch anything. I read some yeah, stuff like, this morning um, at breakfast. I think Hunter's being smart about a lot of things that he said in the press conference. And like you're saying, not painting himself into a corner. Not like the comments he made about The Rock were very in- interesting, you know. And, Defended him and, and, and said, the door's open whenever, you yeah. know, you, right, that's basically what he did. He's like, no, that like we're privileged to be allowed to still have the option of possibly him coming in and defending his, you know, love for the business saying, listen, there's a lot going on there. You know, um, yeah, I, if, if they didn't he, do the XFL thing, he would have been there. I would bet. And he may still show up. I, I mean, I think I wouldn't exclude that. And triple H was pretty clear about that, that we, you know, you here's don't the, know. Here's the thing though. Can you bring him around? If it's just for like a one-off kind of match thing without having him involved in the whole bloodline thing, that's the that's the problem right now. Well, I mean, I um, because you can't, a brief you can't, moment. you can't have him show up at WrestleMania and do something with anybody that's not associated with the bloodline and then have no part of even crossing paths with them. You just you can't do that in my mind. Right, and I I thought you know it, you to get the Rock involved in this whole thing. Um, you know, I've been always, always kind of thinking Roman's got to do something that really crosses a line okay. that the rock and could have went there last night was, you know, I really thought for a minute I was waiting for Cody to show up or I was waiting for the rock to show up and try and interrupt this thing. Um, neither of them happened, of course, and it's good that it didn't because it worked better that way. But you look at the stuff that Roman did there at the end, and that's the kind of stuff that gets somebody like the rocks attention, you know, storyline wise to say, Hey, you know, I, I, I'm not going to stand for this kind of bullshit anymore. This is my family. You're, you know, you're giving us a bad name. So, yeah, maybe we'll see what happens at uh, what's next. Elimination Chamber. Is that the only thing between the the shows? Yeah, except they, they usually other do, than the NXT stuff. Or but, they do you know. something usually like one off stuff that doesn't really like, matter. They used to do, used to be like Elimination Chamber fast lane and that sort of thing. And then the one year they kind of did like the, the Madison Square Garden thing. Then the next year they did like the, I think it was somewhere in Asia, I believe they were. But anyway, anyway, let's get back to the rumble here real quick. We can get down to the end of this one. Um, it kind of was in three parts. The opening up until Lesnar came in. And then while Lesnar and Lashley were both in, both kind of eliminated fairly quickly. Um, Lesnar especially by Bobby Lashley. And then Lashley by Seth Rollins. Um, that was kind of the other thing that happened there was Seth Rollins coming out, big pop. And then as we transition towards like the end part of the match, a few things that happened. Dominic comes out after his father no shows his entrance. Right. They didn't and show Dominic anything. Dominic had his mask on. Yeah. Well, they did. Yeah, they didn't. But they didn't show the beatdown, right, or anything like that. They just kind of put it that way. But I thought Dominic had a great Rumble performance, and I'm like, man, you could. You can almost have him in second to last and tease the shit out of him throwing Cody out, but Cody eliminated him, which I thought was great storytelling because of the lineage of such, you know, 
hey, there's there's more than one royal family. Well, Dominic's a part of another one too. Um, and 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 in my mind, I thought, hey, this could be the WrestleMania main event in three or four years. Dominic Mysterio and Cody Rhodes. Could be. I thought I thought Dom had a good showing from what I saw of it. I love the uh, the Cody Seth interaction near the end of the match was fantastic. I mean, that was and they handled it well because Seth is clearly more from where he was a year ago with entitled brat asking for a match from Mr. McMahon to where he is now. You look at uh, Seth and Cody a little bit differently and their interaction was great. And, oh, and yeah. Seth saying, you're not stealing my spotlight this time. And and of course, then <laughs> Logan Paul ruins the whole thing. But um, it is spot of the night, Logan Paul and Ricochet's uh, springboard clothesline. Jesus. I mean, Logan Paul just delivers when he comes comes into the WWE. He he gets himself ready. He he does his homework. It seems like he's very endearing him. He's very much endearing himself to the roster and and to the company and doing things the right way when he's there. And the guy's got fucking talent in every single aspect in which you need to check a box on a fucking list for the WWE and to be a fucking superstar. All of them, Dave. Yeah, if you're brand new to the industry, allegedly brand new, and you're ch- exchanging springboard clotheslines with Ricochet, who's and knocking as it out of the park, anybody you, ever, one take, from the Dave. Top rope. You get one chance. You could fuck it up immensely in a thousand different ways. And they and they hit it perfectly. I mean, and it was good his interaction with Ricochet. You wanted you want to go? You want to try this? And and they're like, yeah, let's do it. And I thought that was really cool. But um. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, and I love, I did like the end. You know, I guess we're getting to it. Cody and Gunther at the yeah. end of this thing, and, and it wasn't. They played that really well, and they drugged that out. And a lot of times, these rumble endings are so anticlimactic and sudden. It's like a wet fart in church. <laughs> this was the opposite of that, where they went, and for a while, you're really like, I'm not sure how. I mean, you know, Cody's gonna win, but they did a good job of planting just enough that doubt because Gunther beat the shit out of him before Cody eventually eliminated him. So I thought. Yeah, from what I saw, the men's match was organized really well. There were some really good moments, some good teases of possible things that might or might not happen. Um, Cody and Seth, you know, I, I can't imagine them running that, that back at Mania, but that's a rivalry that's got legs to it that's probably going to last for you can really build that up over the next year as well. So Gunther and Cody tied for the most eliminations in the match. Do you want to guess how many they each had? Uh, five you got it you got it second place with four was probably brock drew mcintyre drew okay and then tied for third with three there was only two competitors with three you named one of them already brock was braun did braun get three nope brock and then another guy who came in who was who's second in sheamus sheamus had three as well so uh, okay. not a big not a big amount of eliminations there as far as like racking them up one guy kind of crushing it. Um, Cody Cody got the uh, the big pop there along with Gunther like you said. I, what a awesome Royal Rumble match. I know I kind of we kind of work ourselves up into a lather sometimes, right? Sami Zayn wasn't even in the Rumble, and we all kind of got thinking about that. I know you picked Cody Rhodes. You stuck with it. I think in all of our heart of hearts, if we had to put money on it, though, I don't think I would have put money on Stone Cold Steve Austin to win the Royal Rumble. If I had to like put a bet down, I would have put it on Cody. Although it was fun to remin, it was kind of fun to, how do I put this? Dream 
uh, kind of like, uh, you know, let yourself, let your imagination get away from yourself and seeing like, hey, oh, Stone Cold's been working out. Maybe he could come back. Um, still love to see a match with him, though. But I mean, if you really think about it, Austin and The Rock aren't going to work the Rumble. I mean, I mean, it's just it's an extra risk for either of them to be in that match, even though you could be very well protected in the Rumble environment. But it's 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 an unnecessary risk that. I just don't know. I mean, you know, you look at when The Rock did his run last time, he wasn't in the Rumble match. He just beat Punk at the Rumble to take the title. Um, so, yeah, I it, like you said, it would be fun to dream. And, yeah, if that glass had shattered at any point last night, that oh. Alamo Dome would have lost their damn minds. And, yeah, I, I, I daydreamed about a showdown at the end between Rock and Austin at any point in the Rumble facing off against each other. But it, it made sense. I mean, Cody... Coming in at 30 was a little bit, uh, I was like, okay, come on, guys. Cody drew number 30. Um, you know, so that was a little bit of a letdown. I would have rather seen him hit him come in like 26, 27. You know, that would have made more sense. But I get it. And, yeah, I think Cody winning was really the only way that they were going to go when you, in hindsight, looking back at where the show ended, it all makes sense. Just really well booked, everything that they did, the spots they had, the way the guys... I mean, I didn't really see a lot of mistakes, to be honest with you, in either Rumble. Other than Kofi trying to save himself and failing again. Oh, <laughs> man, I thought, right. split his right. fu- I thought he split his fucking head open. Yeah, yeah but was, you know uh, what? It was a little bit rough. I mean, the amount of times he's taken that risk and, and succeeded at it is amazing. So, you know, I mean, that's just not a 100% guarantee to do those kind of things. And everybody knows right. it. Yeah, so. Absolutely. It, it, you know, I can't fault the guy. Uh, let's let's get the next two out of the way. Um, I don't know. Is there much more to say about the Mountain Dew pitch black match than we kind of already talked about in the in the beginning here? Other than that. I mean, Bray won. I was kind of surprised, I guess. Yeah, they got to get Bray away from this gimmicky bullshit. I, I, AJ made the comment about it during the chat yesterday, and I agree with him. This, this whole gimmicky thing with Bray Wyatt undercuts the talent that he really is. And this was another example of that. It's like, I, I mean, and the L.A. Knight put up a decent fight, and then Uncle Howdy jumping off of something missing completely. But hey, <laughs> we got an explosion anyway. I, yeah, I, there's not a lot you can say about this match. It was, it was underwhelming. It was cool visually. But the match itself was very underwhelming. You can go ahead and read uh, in depth AJ's opinions on Bray Wyatt right there. AJ's phenomenal opinion, uh, Bray Wyatt right there, chairshot.com. That is up right now on thechairshot.com. The women's match was really underwhelming as well, I thought, you know. Yep, it was. And I mean, I mean, Alexa had her moments, but it was Bianca's night. And and, then really... Unless and I know on the on the when we did the TriCast the other day, we were talking about the thought that, um, you know, that there'd be some some bullshittery at the end of this whole thing with with Alexa fucky turning finish. to the dark side, a fucky finish, and and you really didn't. I mean, Bianca just beat her fucking clean, overpowered her and beat her, and then you got the tease of Alexa still going down that dark side, and and Bray at the press conference yesterday saying him and Alexa are always going to be linked together, and okay, whatever, um, but. Yeah, I I don't know, man. It was it was um it was underwhelming to be sure. Bianca just kind of steamrolled her after a while. Like we're get okay, we'll get to that. We'll we'll get to more about Bianca in a minute. Let's just real quick stick with the Alexa and the Bray and the Uncle Howdy thing. From what I've read, Bo Dallas has been the one playing Uncle Howdy. 
I think so. I think, you know, I, whoever jumped off of there last night, I was uh, off the mark. But, um, th- I mean, I was like looking at the move that he did. It's like kind of like a corkscrew well, sort of thing. I don't know if Bo both, does that, but. Was it a corkscrew? It kind of just, well, kinda. it looked like. It's he, hard to tell. It, you know it what, though? It looked like someone. Going on. It looked like someone that had never really done a lot of that stuff before. Bo Dallas Maybe. and didn't want to Maybe. short it and knew they could go long, right? Like you get up top there and it's a whole different horse than when you're just looking at it from the bottom. You know that if you've been up on a leaving a fucking six foot ladder. <laughs> you know, I, I we talked like I said earlier, factions, man, factions. And if you're looking at at, at this That's whole a Wyatt, that'd be awesome. <laughs> you're looking at this Wyatt six faction, you know that that they've been teasing forever. You know, okay, you got Bray, you got Bo Dallas. I'm fine with Bo Dallas being a part of that. You bring in Alexa. Um, you know, you need one or two other guys to join up so that you've got well, like, Eric comparable Young's numbers supposed to be there, Judgment right? Day. Who? Eric Young's supposed to be there, right? Yeah, Eric Eric Young would be a really good fit for that. And then you've got, you know, if you've got three guys and a gal, then you're looking at the same numbers as, say, Judgment Day. You know, you're looking at it's it's not damage control sort of thing. And Tunney's drinking the Broken Skull IPAs. Shout I, out to Steve Austin. So I go to the liquor store before the Rumble yesterday, right? After I get some grocery shopping done, whatever. And uh, I'm like, well, uh, I, I haven't bought this in a while. And it's really good. It's the Stone Cold IPA. And I'm like, I'm going to buy this four pack. And I'm not going to open it unless he shows up. <laughs> and he didn't show up. <laughs> but we're doing a review, so fuck it. Here's to you, Stone yeah, Cold. Yeah, and we mentioned we mentioned Stone Cold, so it's all good. But um, yeah, I I like I like the idea about Bray Wyatt starting a faction. You know, I think oh. factions are going to become a bigger deal. You know, you look at the Bloodline. I mean, the most dominant thing, the biggest story, faction, Judgment Day, faction, Damage Control, faction. Wyatt needs to get his own thing going. Cool. Um, so yeah, the the match was underwhelming. Um, but I, I do like kind of the Alexa, the darker Alexa Bliss is is the better character for her right now. The the too colorful thing isn't isn't really catching on, I don't think. Let's get into the women's Royal Rumble. And as much as I love the men's Royal Rumble, I thought the women's Royal Rumble was even better, to be honest with you. I thought the way it was booked and the way that they had their surprises and the way those surprises came out... Michelle McCool coming out of the crowd, sitting with her daughters and coming in and kicking ass was fucking awesome. She said she wasn't going to be able to get ready in time and she fooled everybody, even me, because I said that on a podcast. I thought her performance was fucking great. Nia Jax coming back, Dave, Chelsea Green, um, Dark Asuka we got making me look good. I predicted Dewdrop, but I only kind of got it half right because she's back as Piper Niven, which is awesome yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. Get rid of it. I'm so <sighs> glad they got rid of that stupid Dewdrop name. Indy Hartwell, Hartwell, Zoe Stark, and Roxanne Perez all get a tease Roxanne from NXT, Perez. right? Yeah, Ro- Roxanne looked really good as the NXT Women's Champion. I know, I mean, this people who didn't show up, I mean, you know, I mean, there were rumors we, we were thinking Naomi, maybe. Mandy Rose had been tossed about a little bit. But, you know, I mean, uh, Chelsea, we got that one right. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know why they booked her that way to just get eliminated immediately. She's supposed to just play like this, this, you know, you you heard of, you know, like uh, they call someone a Karen. Yeah. She's supposed to play like that kind of character. So, like, a lot of those kind of things, like the old, you know, those kind of things would happen to her. Um, So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. It's surprised we didn't get Zack Ryder. 
if not on the Chelsea Green uh, side of things. What's that? I'm surprised we didn't have Zach Ryder in the men's, considering Chelsea Green was there. Oh, yeah. Matt Cardona. That would have been... Yeah, I, I mean, that would have been good. Maybe there's some reason that they couldn't have fit him in there. I mean, just... You know, I would have loved it if you heard woo, woo, woo. You know it. But we, he doesn't want to be Zach Ryder anymore. How, so. did, how did you feel about... Uh, we missed Booker T. We'll come back to the to the uh, women's here. But how did you feel about Book getting his spot down in Texas? I thought that was kind I of a... I didn't see it. I didn't see it, but I heard about it. He wasn't in the match much longer than Chelsea Green was, from he, my it understanding. Looks like, it looks like his knees are completely shot. Like, he, he tried to do a couple kicks and, and couldn't really... I mean, like... The guy looks like in great shape, as good as you can, but it looks like he doesn't just have any knees left. That's that's you know that's too bad. He was yeah, one of the greatest performers ever possible. in my mind. So, but I think like I, I tend to agree with you that I, I did. This is probably the best women's rumble that we've oh. had so far. I think, um, and Nia Jax getting that huge pop, and 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 I I really hope she's going to stick around for yes, a while. Yes, from what I heard, she's she's gonna her and Chelsea Green are going to be sticking around. That's what I heard. That's awesome. Um, Raquel, what the hell, Raquel Rodriguez? Raquel Rodriguez, Raquel Gonzalez? man, I thought she might. Rod, her real name is is Gonzalez, I believe, but her, her ring name is, I, she is was, Rodriguez. I'm like Raquel trying to remember. Rodriguez. She was called one thing in NXT, and then they brought her up and changed it, if I remember correctly. But she came off looking really, really strong in this match, and and I could see her and and Rhea Ripley somewhere down the line, maybe sure. after Rhea. Well, if we, there's two champions we, here. There's two champions here. Raquel could go after yeah. the other one, you know. That's true. And Raquel versus Charlotte, something we haven't seen before. That wouldn't be bad to to see. Um, Do we assuming get, Rhea are, goes after? That's the thing. Like I would assume Rhea goes to after Bianca because that's like you know yes. that's that's your new age kind of thing. But Rhea, Rhea and, and Charlotte and are very similar. Rhea looked like Charlotte before she became Rhea. To be honest yeah, with you, <laughs> she did. And I think like her press conference was kind of. You know, she kind of targeted Bianca a little bit, but she did acknowledge she's got unfinished business with Charlotte, um, that she may want redemption. He says, I got to think about this. Uh, interesting to note about, you know, she had a, a dislocated kneecap in the match. I guess she's saying her knees yes. are bad as well. Um, but, but yeah, just a, a magnificent performance. And and shout out to Liv Morgan as well. You guys called oh. that one. Um, as far as like, you know, I think who, I forget who it was, but somebody said Liv will be there at the end. Maybe it was DJ. Um, DJ, or, have... DJ or DP, one of the two. Uh, probably DJ. Yeah. I, and I was like, when when Li, when Rhea came out number one, I was like, wasn't Liv supposed to be number one? She was number two. So it's really like she was number one. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, but for those two to go the distance like they did and to have, like you said, Dark Asuka at the end, um, no Ronda Rousey, a little bit surprising. But it makes sense because she's kind of on, you know, people aren't, it, people would be react to Ronda as, Ronda as a wasted spot. Um, Naya coming back, it was honestly was going to get a bigger reaction than Ronda at 30. So I thought, like you said, it was a really, really, really good women's match. Uh, lots of good stuff. Certain people came, came out looking really well. Roxanne Perez looked really well for a while. Uh, Raquel, Rod, Raquel, whatever. The big Raquel, big Raquel. Double R, double R's, <laughs> double R, Raquel Rodriguez. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I, I thought I thought she might have come off the match looking um yeah Raquel Rodriguez might have come out of that thing she's kind of like the Gunther of the women's match I thought as far as people who didn't win but may have their stock increased dramatically by being in that match she was her and and Piper Niven and I, I really look forward to seeing what happens with with Piper from here 
Um, Lacey Evans got a lot of heat on her, doesn't she? That's all right. That's good. She's it's playing fine. the mean side of the. Uh, too bad now you politically you can't like side with a foreign country in a again you know in a war you really couldn't do that anymore like they used to be able to. She would have been a lot. She would have been a lot bigger in the late '80s, early '90s. I'll tell you that. She'd be like an Iraqi sympathizer, like Slaughter. It'd be so perfect for her. Let's, let's talk about. I, I rarely do this, but I but I mean just because I consider this one of the best shows I ever watched. Let's talk about some of the criticism and some of the overreactioners. Or people that you know think they know everything, or or maybe they should. You mean the AEW marks or out maybe there? Maybe they should. I try not to label them. Um, <laughs> I just we, did. Here's the surprises we had, and we talked about the chalkiness of it. Well, maybe the problem is, is we you know we already know we've sacrificed a lot of the surprise element of this by covering it the way we do and having the context and the context that we do. Um, uh, in, in the circle we, we run in, it, it just magnifies the amount of knowledge that we can accrue and, and, and sift through. So we're not surprised by a lot of things, but you did get Logan Paul, Booker T, uh, who was the other person? Oh, and edge. You didn't know they were going to be there, right? That's three big surprises. And then on the women's side, you got Chelsea green, Michelle McCool and Nia Jax. What's wrong with putting 27 and, of your... And you got a with, name change for yeah, Piper Niven. Right. That's what's wrong surprise. with putting 27 of each of your men and women on the roster over? Because there's a lot of people I could name that weren't in the Royal Rumble on both men's and women's side that could have been as well. So stick with the storyline, folks. I, I, yeah, I think it was more just kind of like, like you were saying. We kind of worked ourselves into a shoot a little bit where you know we wanted... We wanted Austin and we wanted rock. And when we didn't get him, it's yes, it's disappointing. But when you stop and think about it, it makes sense when as podcasters, we're looking back on this analyzing it. Now in the moment when you're a fan and we've all grown up watching the rumbles, that's different, you know, and your, your immediate reaction, disappointment, because as a fan, all I wanted Austin or I wanted the rock. When you stop and look at what they did, it makes perfect sense from a, a booking creative business standpoint. And, you know, yeah, with, with the women, I think, yeah, having Naomi come out at 30 would be the only thing that would have gotten a bigger pop than Nia. Um, you know, that obviously didn't work. We'll see where they go with that. You know, with the bloodlines fracturing like they are, I could see Naomi being brought back in some capacity in that way. But, yeah, I, I mean, really, other than, other than you know, you look at the women, it's like, well, who could they? I mean, I was surprised Trish wasn't there. I was a little surprised Lita wasn't there. But then again, you know, one of the criticisms about the women's rumble for the since its inception has been the legends that were brought back and taking spots away from the women. I was really pleased that they brought the NXT women into the women's match and kept them out of the men's match. I, I mean, the only person I would have wanted to see in the men's rumble who I think would have made a huge difference would have been Braun Breaker. That would have been okay. Having Braun and Lesnar and Gunther and Lashley all facing off, that would have been money. But yeah, otherwise, looking at it just analytically from a podcasting standpoint, it, it really does make sense if you get your fandom out of the way and look at this analytically. Yeah, I I just go back to saying, I don't know, who, who put these matches together, the two Rumbles, because they should do it next year <laughs> or do more stuff because this is really good. I appreciate whatever whatever amount of, of, of planning and uh, preparation went into what they were doing was came out in spades. Let me tell you right now, it was it was just awesome. I, I can't say enough. And 
When's the last time WWE had a bad pay-per-view? Hunter, Vince McMahon aside. And if you people out there think that you go back and forth like, oh, Hunter's better than Vince, oh, Vince was better than Hunter, I'll bet you dollars to donuts that everything that's still going on is is Vince is still collaborating with Hunter in, in some aspect on this. I don't think they don't talk. <laughs> no, I, and I mentioned it yesterday. You, Vince's fingerprints were a, a lot. You saw it in a lot of places on this event and you know hunter grew up under the vince learning tree so it's all right i I mean it's okay as long as vince isn't pulling all the strings really the only thing you can complain about is just the predictability of bringing cody in at 30 and having him win should have put him in there somewhere rear running the table to me it's predictable but it was necessary and i think i mentioned it to you on on the uh tricast i thought you want to put rio over as big as possible have her come in at one one and have her run the table that's exactly what she did um, you know, and then I think somebody had said, well, Liv's going to be number one, so that's not going to happen. It happened. And it, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm so brilliant because, you know, one, two, who gives a shit? Right. Uh, but almost, I think yeah, I think it's... as far as putting her over as much as you solidifying her as the number one, you've been on this. She was your women's wrestler of the year and the Swaggy Awards. Um, and I think this was the endorsement that she needed to just. If there was any doubt about who the number one woman in WWE is, it's not Bianca or Charlotte right now. It's Rhea Ripley, and this was her coronation. Yeah, she came out looking really well. I mean, I there's not a lot of people that look bad. Even even it was who was it? Rhea and Rhea tried to slam Nia. Nia. And it didn't really go well, and she she kind of got hit the hit her with the riptide though. Yeah, she she got like eighty percent of the riptide. Um, it's not all her fault yeah. there though either. Uh, the knee, and I'm sure Nia doesn't do a whole hell of a lot to help. Um, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, you know she's not been known for her cooperation in the past, but I mean just her ability to get off the ground either. So. Uh, but I'm glad she's back, and I think she puts on a certain kind of match that's enjoyable when, when it's done right with the right person, so good for her. Let's take a quick break, Dave, and then let's just talk about the end of the show. Um, just another great wrestling match put on between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns, and, and Sammy and, and Paul being out there is, is always a help. So there's not a whole lot to attack there specifically, but we got to get into the post um, post-match and the ending to the Royal Rumble, which was, I thought, some of the best WWE storyline, storytelling and television that I've ever seen. So, quick break. We'll be right back, and, and we're going to talk about uh, one of the best parts of the show. DWI Podcast 360, ChairShot Radio Network. Dave Ungar, PC Tunney. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Being that we're on the road to WrestleMania and it is indeed WrestleMania season, don't forget to head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot. Pick yourself up a ChairShot t-shirt Make yourself look great at all your wrestling events and gatherings. People are going to wonder, who's that guy with the cool-ass t-shirt? You just tell them, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. We got you covered. Get in soft style. Your epidermis will thank you for only an extra five bucks. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Dave, go ahead. Get the conversation started. This was, this just kept giving us, it kept giving to us as it kept going on. 
Yeah, the match was excellent. I agree with you. Uh, Kevin Owens coming tantalizingly close in a few places uh, to winning the title. Of course, you know, you have the obligatory ref bump. You had uh, both guys hitting finishers. You know, Sammy, or not Sammy, Kevin, kick it out of like Roman Spear. Uh, you know, and people don't do that nowadays. And and KO just wouldn't stay down. But the star of the whole thing, the the, the match and the aftermath is you got to give it to Sammy because his selling of the internal conflict that's going on within himself, you know, I mean, it's like to me, you know, we're, we're, you know, pulling back the curtain completely. We're going to record bandwagon nerds after this. There was so much of like what I saw in him was like when the emperor's killing Luke at the end of last Jedi and Vader's like wrestling with all this shit. That's kind of the vibe I got from Sammy watching his best friend who he's run, you know, grown up with being tortured by Roman Reigns. I mean, even during the match where he's slamming his head off the stairs and you could tell that it's really bothering Sammy. And then mercifully Roman puts it away. And then of course, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about the match before we get to the aftermath, which is arguably more important. This we can, we don't need to Uh, cover the match really. We can just talk about the aftermath. Some of the best theater that we've seen in WWE in a long, and it's like stuff that you know is coming, but they way that they built up to everything with with Sammy just being pushed by Roman and pushed by Roman to the, the breaking point where you know they're handcuffing Kevin Owens to the ropes and Kevin Owens is being brutalized. And I mean, you know, Kevin Owens saying earlier in the week that for Roman to beat him, he was going to have to kill him. You know, there's some moments here where you're like wondering. I mean, are they going to actually like play this to the hilt and, and damn near threaten his life, which they kind of did. And, you know, Roman wanting Sammy, you know, Roman's going to blast Kevin Owens with the chair. Sammy gets in the way. Um, Roman and Kevin, you know, I mean, Roman keeps pushing Sammy in the face until Sammy, for a brief flicker of a second, stands up to him and they go head to head with each other. And then, you know, yeah, then Sammy blasts Roman with the chair. Um, I think the biggest surprise to me, Tony, was after everything that's happened with Jay and Sammy, for Jay just to turn his back on the bloodline and leave. You know, I think Sammy turning on Roman, we anticipated. Jay bailing out like he did was the surprise of the whole thing that I didn't see coming. And it's almost like Jay understood. But you got to remember, when that whole bloodline shit started, who was the first one to go against Roman after he got the title? It was Jay. Main event Jay. And Jimmy kind of, you know, and Jay's always been reluctant. You know, the who gives a damn what the tribal chief says? That was Jay. So maybe it makes more sense than we're thinking. What if Jay's the one to beat Roman? Anyway, because um, because wow. like we're all like we talk, we say, you know, working ourselves up here. We, a lot of us still don't think that it's Roman and Cody is the only thing that's happening. You know, <laughs> I yeah, I know Greg made the comment today, but it's like they're almost, I mean, if you listen to Cody's comments about Roman in the press conference, he said all the right things, all the right things about that Roman's the only, you know, you could talk about the best in the world and, and everybody out there, Roman's the only one that's undisputed and he's been undisputed and you can't, Cody's like, you can't dispute that he is the best that there is out there. So he's saying the right things. Um, Yeah, I mean, and and, and the thing is, you're looking at, if you're going to put, if you're going to do WrestleZania and you're going to give Sammy the shot against Roman at WrestleMania, the fans, it's not like the situation was at WrestleMania 30 where Batista won the Rumble and everybody shit all over it. Nobody's shitting on Cody winning the Rumble. Everybody loves Cody. Everybody thinks this is a great story. You've got two hugely compelling storylines going on at the same time, all involving 
Roman. Cody trying to accomplish this dream of his that his father never got. I mean, the rec- his coming back from a torn peck. Fantastic stuff. Sami Zayn being pushed to the limit to turn on Roman. The fans rallying around Sami. Fantastic stuff. They've got a problem as to how do you do this? You know, I, I mean, how do you, other than, like you're saying, some sort of something happens where it's Roman, Cody, and Sami in some sort of match for maybe that's how they split the title. I don't know. But, yeah, it's it's uh, it's fascinating. And the end of the Rumble was tremendous with uh, Sami just getting the shit kicked out of him by, um, by Roman, Jay walking off. What does that mean? For the unified tag team championships. I mean, Jay and Jimmy have got to come to some meeting in the minds about this stuff. I could see the Usos being the ones to kind of like really upset the apple cart here and just say, fuck this. We're in this for ourselves. I I love that I have no idea what's going to happen. And I love that I can't wait to watch Monday Night Raw tomorrow because I feel like not only could we get some more of this a little bit of it and then the majority of what you want to see is the next step probably on SmackDown because this is a SmackDown thing which I think you're going to see something on Raw but I think we're going to get somebody on Raw that they saved for the Monday after Raw instead of giving you them at at the at the Royal Rumble. Do you think that either on the men's or women's side anybody come to mind that you think boy you know they used to do that. They used to not give you everybody and then the next night they'd give you something huge like after the Rumble and then also after WrestleMania because if they have someone coming in that wasn't going to win the Rumble and they didn't want to have them eliminated in the Rumble, <clears throat> Jay White, maybe we see him tomorrow night. Yeah, I think Jay Jay coming to WWE is is seemingly more and more tangible. Um, but I know his contract, he's got those contract issues, so I don't know when he comes in. Um, you know, we got Elimination Chamber just, what, a few weeks away, February 18th. That's not... That's not far off as far as like building uh, to that. And, and you got to wonder. I would say you know, Roman how... gets punished for what happened. You can't just handcuff a guy to the ring and then and, and hit him. So maybe uh, does he get stripped of one of the titles? Does he have to just defend one of them? Does we going to see a WrestleMania 2000 thing if, if we get Cody and Roman and Sammy and KO? And Cody goes over by not beating Roman, but somebody else or, you know, I don't know. There's all those not painting yourself into a corner, right? (laughs) Yeah, they've got they've got some options. Uh, Elimination Chamber is going to be really interesting. You know, if they put Roman in that match. Um, But, you know, the other thing to consider is the location. The Elimination Chamber could just be a woman's thing, too, because that's the only unchallenged title. Honestly, if you keep the belts together on the men's side. I'm thinking, you know, you look at Montreal, Quebec, Canada. I mean, that's KO's. That's his home, basically. Uh, and Sammy as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I, man, that's going to be. What happens to the tag team I, titles now that Jay walked out yeah, on Jimmy and Roman? I'm sure Solo. they'll they'll have some sort of conversation about that. But, yeah, I mean, you know, if you look at, you equate this Elimination Chamber, Clash of the Castle, which we've talked about. I mean, if they didn't put Drew over in freaking Scotland, then the chances of them putting Kevin or, or Sammy over Roman in, in Montreal are even less. But I'm really curious as to how they are going to to do this thing because, yeah, I you know, Sammy's got to get a shot. It's WrestleMania season. Cody's got to get a shot. It's WrestleMania season. 
how do you bring these two storylines and have them? And what if the rock does show up? I mean, Jesus, you know, then you've got a third variable going on. So it's, yeah, like you're saying, they're not painted into a corner and it's going to be a fantastic, compelling ride to, um, yeah, elimination chamber in a couple weeks. I mean, they're not going to have a lot of time to build to that. So I imagine we're getting something this week that's going to clarify where we're going. All right, folks, we're going to call it a show here, um, sort of abruptly, but we covered a lot of stuff. We have multiple people waiting for us, one Ray Cash and one DJ Minter to do the Bandwagon Nerds, which is completely fine and dandy. So we're going to have a great show for you tomorrow morning there. Um, but I do want to say something Dave and I talked about before this show that we're going to try and do our best to start doing here on the road to WrestleMania 2 because it'll give Dave and I a chance to also talk the current product is the big four. Um, and Dave and I, 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 we, I said it to him when we were talking about doing this today. We, I love reviewing stuff with him because I feel like we do a really good job because we're one of, we're two of a few people that actually watch all the product still, um, as far as the WWE main roster stuff goes. So, um, hopefully we can give you some old, uh, reviews on the cool stuff that Dave, what a great idea, uh, that we do for attitude of aggression and then put it well. on the chair shot too. The big four has been awesome. Think, think, think about it. Uh, where we are in the big four is the only storyline of recent me- or like uh, the last 30, 40 years that can match the bloodline is the mega powers. exploding. Yeah, exactly. There you go. That's huge. All right, Dave, let everybody know where they can find you and then uh, I'll do the same and uh, we'll see them tomorrow morning on bandwagon nerds. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at attitude ag. That is at attitude, a G G facebook.com forward slash attitude of aggression. And Tony, thank you for putting this together on the last minute like that. I, yeah, it was good to debrief and get some thoughts on the rumble out of, out there. Cause wow. What an event. One of my favorite pay-per-views I've ever watched in my entire life. And I've watched a lot of WWE. Follow me at PC Tony, follow the show at podcast DWI and at, uh, at DWI podcast, Chairshot radio network. See you tomorrow morning. Bandwagon nerds. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.